Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Radio. You asked me a great one uh, a week or two ago. You said, if you could just take one element of hip-hop forever to a desert island, what what would you take? And I said, okay, does, does it have to be a person or a group or just an MC, or can it be somebody that's also uh, involved in the production, all that sort of stuff? And you said, hey, anything goes. And I said, okay, well, if it's just one, right, right. I'm taking Dr. Dre. Because he's he's one of my favorite MCs, but he's also the producer of several of my other favorites like NWA, Ice Cube, all the Death Row guys, Fifty Cent, Eminem. If you get everything that Doctor the game, you get everything that Doctor Dre's hands have touched. You got a pretty extensive hip hop catalog. You do. Who'd you take? I'm gonna go with African Bombada. They gave Whoa, us Jungle nice. Brothers, really good one. De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, Most, which, multiple of your favorites. I multi- mean, those are two of your favorites. But then right? also branch off. You think about uh, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, Black Sheep, and then who did they produce? OPP, mm-hmm. uh, not OPP, Naughty by Nature. Naughty by Nature, same. Um, yeah, that's leaders song, of the yeah. New School, Fushnikins, like. The list that that family tree goes on and on and on and on, and that's you know that's more my flavor, abstract, jazzy stuff. So. Yeah, that's that's who I go with. Nice. Gotta love it. Roger M. Seabrook kicking it hey. with me. Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com. The M Store, where their auger is all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. Speaking of Blackfoot Communications, they're proud to introduce Smart Biz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's smart uh, small businesses, you are smart if you use it if you're a small business. Out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover. You'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contract. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com backslash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Let's dive into a prep extra. And uh, tonight is a great night. And tomorrow will be a great day. We have three games tonight. Two in Class AA and one in Class A, and then a whole variety of games tomorrow afternoon. And by the end of uh, the afternoon tomorrow, we will have state championship games set across the high school landscape. Our prep extra is presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We'll start with the game a couple hours north of where we sit here in Missoula, Montana, at Legend Stadium, Kalispell Glacier hosts Bozeman Gallatin. This is number one from the west, number two from the east. I was actually surprised when I heard this. Uh, Grady Bennett dropped this on our show on Wednesday. This is only the the fifth AA semifinal game hosted up there by Glacier in their history. So that's the last 18 years. Mm-hmm. And there's only three other times that Flathead hosted AA uh, semifinal game. So it, it's been few and far between that there's been these caliber of games up there uh, in the Flathead. So 
Uh, there's going to be a ton of talent on the field on this one, man. Glacier's stacked, and so is Gallatin. Uh, there's as many of the college-bound guys in the state of Montana in this game on uh, tonight up there at Legends. Yeah, it's going <clears> to... <throat> excuse me, folks, pardon. You know, it's that uh, not enough coffee, obviously, yeah, yeah, to keep, yeah. keep the frogs out. It's going to be a really good game. I, I think what what plays into the factor for Glacier winning, they have momentum. Grady is just... He's... There's no other coach outside of Dane Oliver that I think prepares for battle every week. Um, he's a film junkie. He's a he's a he's a he's a wizard on both sides. His staff is very are very connected to the kids, yeah. and the kids are very connected to the staff, and it's very visible even being on the other side of the field. I think what also um, is happening up there is those boys finally found their edge. Like, they found an edge, and it was like, we've always been good. We've always been competitive. Now we're going to be a little bit nasty along the way. And, and folks, don't confuse nasty with dirty. You can be nasty without being dirty. And, and Glacier, they play nasty, and I, I like that. There's, a, there's an element of swagger that they have that, that I, I envy and applaud at the same time. And uh, I, I think that, that, that the Wolfpack are going to be ready. I'm not taking anything away from Gallatin. Gallatin's got a couple of D1 boys. They are a big, long, athletic team that, uh, much like Gallatin, can hit you and, and, and gouge you for points very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then they're they're pretty solid on defense, especially that tall 6'4 safety who can come in, swoop up, or help in the run game um, um, with, without hesitation. To me, this is the game of the week. This is the one that, after I leave here, I will be grabbing something to eat and watching it uh, on the couch because I think the person that wins this May win it all. A couple fun facts <clears throat> coming into this semifinal round. First of all, final four in all five classifications, and the defending state champion <clears throat> at double A, A, B, eight man and six man are all still alive. I wonder when the last time that happened was. In other words, every single classification, there's still a chance for a repeat champion. That's pretty cool. That's pretty impressive. Um, the other fun fact is I was going through. Because Pat Duchesne, the head coach at Florence, who will join us here uh, in a little while, he was asking me about the the history of three-peats in the state. And there actually has been uh, about, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. There's been 15 times where a program in the state of Montana has three-peated. But... It has never happened at the Class B level. It has happened at the Class A level, the Class C level, and the AA level, but it's never happened at the Class B level. So that's interesting. Florence going for their third straight state title, and if they were to do it, they'd be the first Class B team ever to win three in a row. That's interesting. That's crazy. Really interesting because I'm just thinking about all the other schools that are, you know, back to, you know, Malta back to back, Loyola back to back. Yeah, there's been tons tons of back to backs, -backs, but no three peat. Here's your your, uh, three peats in Montana high school football history. First of all, this one's going to be really hard to ever break. Sydney won seven in a row between 1987 and Ooh. 1993. That's amazing. Highwood won five in a row, a Class C-8 man, between 1992 and 1996. Missoula County Public High School, during the World War II days, they won four in a row, 1943 to 1946. Absorkey won three in a row, 1988 to 1990, and then passed it off to Weibo, who won from 91 to 93 in Class C. Custer County, which is Miles City. Uh, they won 1994 to 1996. Butte High won three in a row, 1929 to 1931. Great Falls CMR won three in a row, 1984 to 1986. 
Highwood again three-peated 2004 to 2006. Helena Capital uh, won three in a row 2006 through 2008. Drummond won three in a row 2003 through 2005, but then also won in 07 and also won in 09 as well. Butte High uh, back in 1914 to 1916. Butte Central 1971 to 1973. Terry 1985 to 1987 and uh, then in more, 1984 to 1986. So 15 times it's happened, but never at the Class B level. Unbelievable. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, I, you, you, you should kiss this man's brain. <laughs> the found information, the cornucopia of I data. I mean, I just know how to use the Google machine pretty well. Consult the digital oracle <laughs> at will. But hey, you use it to your advantage. No, and, and that chock full of information is very interesting. So we're, we're, we could be on the precipice of, of history literally being made in the state of Montana. And it's happening on this side of the state. Uh, big, big kudos off to Florence and, and Pat Duchesne uh, rocking the class. Class B ranks very well, and I, I what an accomplishment, yeah. not only as a coach, but as a program and as a community overall. Um, even though, you know, I'm a Loyola guy in my sure. heart and a Sentinel guy too, but um, nemesis aside, what a great, great opportunity. Other prep hot tickets presented by Farmers State Bank. Tonight, there's two other games tonight. Helena Capital is at Bozeman High. This is a rematch of last year's state title game. This one's at Van Winkle Stadium there in Bozeman. The Hawks, the last undefeated team, in the classification, but Helena Capital uh, certainly surging. That's the other storyline I love about this AA uh, field, Raji, and the last the four teams left. Each of the four, all four of the coaches talked about their most recent loss being the thing that spurred them on. For Bozeman, their most recent loss was in the state title game last year. They haven't lost since. They've been on a mission to get back and to, to, right. to win it. Right. For Helena Capital, when they got whipped 56 nothing to Kalispell Glacier, that was the turning point of their season. They haven't lost since. For Bozeman-Gallatin, they lost to their uh, crosstown rival in Bozeman uh, by only a touchdown midseason. They haven't lost since. And for Glacier, they lost early uh, to Butte. the first week of Western AA play to Butte, and then they've surged since then. So that's sometimes what it's all about. How do you respond from your most recent loss? Four different timings for those most recent losses, but certainly motivating factors for all four AA teams. Hey, I love the response, and you know what that says? It's the old adage of Rocky. You know you're going to get punched in the mouth, right? how fast are you going to get up? Yeah. And all these teams got up really fast and started swinging and put Clever Lang down on his back. Class double, or excuse me, Class A. Tonight, there's one Class A game. It's Lewistown at Dillon. So that's the defending state champs in the Golden Eagles at the top-ranked Dillon Beavers. Go Beavs! D- Dillon's the last undefeated team left uh, in AA. The other semifinals tomorrow in the Bitterroot Valley. Columbia Falls plays at Corvallis. Columbia Falls already wrecked the bracket. They knocked off Billing Central last week. Central was the last undefeated team left besides Dillon in Class A. Columbia Falls goes in there and knocks him off. And uh, Corvallis, a historic season. They, they're in the semifinals Amazing. for the first time since 1976. So good job by the Blue Devils. Class B, we mentioned Florence. We'll hear from Pat Duchesne in a minute. I was texting with Coach Duchesne today. And... Uh, because I was, I was telling him those stats because he was, had asked me about three-time champions. And he said, great information, but we can't get ahead of ourselves. We still got a, our hands full with Red Lodge. And he <laughs> said, I don't think our hands are big enough because Red Lodge is pretty dang good. So that would be a good one tomorrow afternoon down there in Florence with Red Lodge coming to town. Then the other semifinal in Class B, Jefferson County, that's Boulder, plays at Manhattan. So Tigers have been rolling. They're 10-1. and They've won seven in a row. Legit. The Panthers were up and down early, but then they've really locked in. And they have the, the bracket buster of this Class B ranks so far when they beat Eureka last week. So that should be a, a slugfest in Manhattan uh, tomorrow. 
In Class C, eight-man, Fairview's undefeated. Again, they are one of the powerhouses of the division. They host Fort Benton tomorrow. And then Belt is unbeaten again. They're the defending state champs in eight-man. And they host Ennis. That's the first semifinals for the Mustangs since 2017. But Belt certainly uh, a team to beat once again. Custer Heisch of Melstone, they host Centerville. This is a chance for uh, revenge because Custer Heisch of Melstone actually got rolled by Centerville 72-39 in the season opener for both teams. Uh, Centerville then lost one other time. And that's what makes the uh, the CHM have the home game in this one, but certainly a chance for redemption there for Custer Heisch of Melstone. And then on the other side of the six-man bracket, Freud Lake, they host Harleton, Rygate, Judith Gap. So as I mentioned, all five of the defending state champions in the state of Montana are all still alive in the final four uh, of the state playoffs. So uh, pretty darn cool. Let's hear from the man that's guiding the team looking for a three-peat. Florence Falcons keep rolling. Class B defending state champions into the semifinals with the 36-14 win over Columbus last week, taking on Red Lodge this week. Joining us now, Florence Falcons head coach Pat Deshane. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Let's start with last week before we move on to this week. Columbus gave you a little bit of a game, 36-14 final. What did you take away from that one? What did you like from that win? You know, I think the biggest thing that I saw with our guys was grit. You know, they they showed some mental toughness. You know, it was a pretty slow start for us, which which we we preach against doing that week in and week out. But knowing that Columbus was coming here and, and how good Columbus was, we kind of expected that. I was just really impressed with how the boys and, and the rest of the coaching staff kind of just stayed locked in, stayed true to our game plan. You know, able to adjust a little bit. We didn't have to adjust a ton, but just just super proud of them just pinning their ears back and getting her done. Well, and what else helps you pull away in that game? Just aside from the the mental toughness and sticking with it, did you make any adjustments in there? No, we, you know, like I said, it, it, they were very minor. The adjustments that we did make, it was. I, I think we clicked on a lot of cylinders. We gave up a lot of rushing yards. Um, which was probably the most that we've given up this year, may, maybe outside of Huntley. But, uh, you know, our goal going into that game was to, to kind of get up. And, and I think once we did at halftime, I think it was, uh, or I, I don't even remember, 22 to, to 6 or 22 to 7. You know, we felt like if we got up on them that they'd have to press a little bit outside of their typical awesome running scheme that they have put a little bit more pressure on them. We didn't finish the game nearly like we should have. That's been a focal point this week of, of, of finishing at the playoffs. And you, you might be up three scores going into the into the fourth quarter, but you need to tack on another one or two just to just to solidify that game because everybody everybody's good at this point. Well, Florence does end up winning that one in the quarterfinals, 36-14 over Columbus. Falcons head coach Pat DeShane joining us on Nuanez now, and that win sets up a game this week against a, a really good Red Lodge team. What do you know about them? What have you seen from them on tape this week? Of course, it's going to be a great matchup because it's it's the state semifinals, but this seems like a, a really great game coming up this week. What can we expect from it? Fitz, coach Fitzgerald down there, I've known him for a while. He's helped me out in a lot of situations you know he's coached longer than i have as, as far as head coaching duties go um he'll have them ready to go you look at us on paper um 
I think if you looked across the board and you go, okay, they've got two starters on defense, we've got two starters on defense that are sophomores. And the juniors are the same. And, and you look at it, the, the, the thing that I really am impressed with with Red Lodge is, is the dynamics of their running back and, and a couple of their receivers. They really, truly help that quarterback out. He's a good-sized kid, likes to run downhill a little bit, but their passing game is is, is their bread and butter. And we're, we're trying to instill that into our guys, you know, in our base defense. You know, how are we going to stop them in our in our in a in a three-three stack zone? Um, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a matchup. It, it, it's going to come down to I really think who who plays the most mistake-free football in that game, and that 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 in tune is going to be the the person that goes on to the championship game. That Class B state semifinal set for Saturday, November 11th. Red Lodge at Florence at 1 p.m. for the right to go on to the Class B state championship football game. Coach Pat DeShane of the Florence Falcons joining us here on Nuanez Now. And Coach, let's take a step back and, and look at your own team these last couple weeks. Who have been the players who have emerged over the late season and, and this playoff run for you? I mean, are there kids who you're, you've seen grow up sort of during the business end of the season here? <laughs> it's funny you ask that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple. Um, you know, really, um, one I won't talk about because it's too close to home in nature. Um, but, but you know, our, our, our secondary has stepped up. They're starting to come downhill, play the run, you know, you know, make it some open field tackles. You know, Bridger Alexander is a sophomore on, on the defensive end side of things, opposite of his brother. You know, he, he brings a great ying to, to his brother's yang. You know, I, I've really liked one of our inside, our, our weak side backer, our Will Backer, and Jake Roth producing. And, and, and you always have, you know, Drew Wagner's kind of came along as, as just an all-around athlete for us throughout you know outside of that we have our standard guys you know i've been impressed with mason arlington our quarterback he's making some good reads he knows you know he he made one of the best throwaway passes that i've seen you know and it was just it it was a sign of maturity last week you know get out of the pocket instead of trying to force something it's first down we're in the red zone let's 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 throw that ball out of bounds and and live to live to play another down so it's been great. I mean, there's so many kids that have just stepped up, and that's that, that's what I'm proud of them about. You know, going into the into the postseason is we got to get better every single week. You know, and 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 they're challenging each other definitely. How do you, as a coach, sort of manage that that mantra of you know even in the playoffs you want to get better every week? How do you juggle that? during the week in practice with also, you know, you want to be peaking going into the weekend. You want to keep everybody healthy, of course, for these games. How do, how do you plan around that when, you know, setting practice plans, et cetera, et cetera, as a coach? You know, uh, we, we've always kind of pride ourselves on, on a tough mentality, a tough culture. And so, you know, yesterday when we're banging, I mean, we're banging hard and, what I love about it is I'm watching our, our freshmen and sophomores, guys guys that aren't in there a whole lot, they're wanting to get better. They're wanting to set their their presence for next year. And 
that's what's great to see, you know, and I think that's what helps us out a little bit with with the little bit of success that we've had is, is those guys buying into it and saying, okay, it's playoffs. I, I, I have to show up to practice and I have to give the best look that I possibly can give. And you see it, you know, you see it on our Tuesday practice yesterday. Guys are beat up after practice yesterday. And that's that's older guys, younger guys. I mean, we, 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 we get after it a little bit. But they know they're going to be in the same situation come Saturday so we so we make it work on on a Tuesday so they're all healed up and and good to go for Saturday but I'm just I'm super impressed with the toughness from from our freshmen all the way through our seniors no that's right it's it's good insight from Florence football head coach Pat DeShane the Falcons taking on Red Lodge on Saturday down there in Florence for the right to go to the Class B state championship game. Of course, the Falcons back-to-back defending Class B state champions. Coach, we'll leave you with this then. What are going to be the keys to this game on Saturday? I mean, what is Florence going to need to do to come out with a win? You know, as far as what Florence has to do, um, I, I, I think we have to be, it starts at the top, right? So I have to be right. I have to be ready to coach the best game that I can coach. Um, trickles down into my coaching staff. Um, and, and we're all in it together. It boils down to, you know, limit the mistakes, capitalize on mistakes if we're, if, if we're able to gather those, and just play sound football. Sound. I, I'm not worried about their heart. I'm not worried about their intensity. It's, it, it's a matter of just assignment, sound football. And I think if we do that, we're going to have a good game against them because I know they're going to do that. It's going to be... It's going to be one of those games that I think a person can watch and, and look back at and say, well, I was glad I was at that game because that was a barn burner, whether whether we're on the end or whether we're on the top at the end or or, or, or Red Lodge is on the top at the end. It's, it, it's, going to, it's just one of those games that's set up that way. Well, we're looking forward to it for sure. We'll bring you the results and analysis of those games as well as all the state semifinal games uh, on Nuanez. Now, next week... But that's Florence Carlton coach Pat DeShane giving us a little preview of his team's big clash with Red Lodge. Again, 1 p.m. in Florence on Saturday. Coach, good luck this week. Great talking with you. Love the insight, so I appreciate that. Thanks for your time. Yeah, I appreciate all you guys do. Yep, you guys you guys covered high school football well. I love it. Well, it's our pleasure, Coach. I mean... It's not like it's a chore. It's pretty fun. <laughs> it's our better breakdown and extension of our prep extra presented by Farmers State Bank. How about that? There's a little tidbit for you. Florence knocked out Columbus last week, who's coached by one of the Fitzgerald brothers. Now they play Red Lodge this week, coached by the other Fitzgerald brother. Of course, those two uh, Fitzgerald brothers both played for Montana uh, in the mid-1990s on the national championship team in 1995. And one of their sons, I can't remember which one, his Son is R.J. Fitzgerald, who just played at uh, Montana State. So a lot of Fitzgeralds, a lot of family ties across the uh, wide world of sports here uh, in Montana. We'll keep on rapping about, I don't know, whatever I feel like. Right after this, keep right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah. but we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we 
cast our own metal. We grow our own models. We hand carve as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Son. One of your favorites. One of my favorites. A little Tribe Called Quest for you here on this Friday. Rajim Seabrook riding with us here on Nuanas Now. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Hope you're having a great end to your week. Hopefully by the time we're back with you, I can talk again. <laughs> we can have to because next week is... All gas, no brakes. That's the that's the funniest promo we got running on ESPN, Andrew. I know this is from the National, but they have a promo promoting the NFL, and it's Robert Saleh <laughs> saying, get used to the mantra, all gas, no brakes. And they totally cut it when Aaron Rodgers was their quarterback, and now it just sounds so funny when they're sitting here dropping three points on Monday night football. <laughs> that's awful, but it just makes it funnier, and there's it no does. end uh, to the jokes you can get off about this New York Jets season, right? Uh, you know, they're almost comparable to the jokes about the New York Giants season. <laughs> <laughs> who, who told you you were funny? <laughs> you don't get paid to be funny, just report your sports. <laughs> what do you think of this new Giants quarterback? What's his name? DeVito. I, I don't. Tommy DeVito? Tommy DeVito. I'm stealing Not it. Not Danny's son. I'm stealing it. Mike Lombardi calls him the shoe shine boy. It's the funniest <laughs> thing I've heard. <laughs> now, sorry, that's funny because you didn't say it. That's funny. I mean, to get to this point is 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 wild. So what do you think about this phenomenon? I don't. No, but in the, in the NFL right now, your Giants aside, think about it. Two-thirds of the league is playing no-name quarterbacks. Like, right now, you got Tommy DeVito, you got Tyson Badgett, you got P.J. Walker, you got guys that nobody Didn't he used to play for the New Jersey Nets, P.J. Walker? Just throwing that out there. You got so many dudes that if I have never heard of you, then you are irrelevant. (laughs) Here's what it is. You know when you you play like a season season or three on Madden? Yeah. And then after a while, you have to start drafting these quarterbacks that don't really exist from schools with right. these names. All of these names sound like those made-up names, like on uh, made-up quarterback names on Madden. <laughs> like, so tell true. me they don't. Tell it's me so, they don't. It's so true. I mean, like on Sunday, you're going to have Tommy DeVito starting. I mean, Jeez. On, on, Jeez. Su- on Sunday night football, you're going to have Aiden O'Connell, who? who? Starting for the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean... Brett Rippon started last week for the Rams. This guy's barely even in the NFL a couple weeks ago. Then he his gets, dad was good, though. Uh, it's actually his uncle. His I uncle, thought, sorry. I thought Mark Rippon was very good. I thought it was his dad as, as well, and then we got stat check. Thanks, listener, uh, for that one. But, man, I mean, on down the line. You got Josh Dobbs straight off the street, starting straight off the trade wire, or, wire, I should say, starting for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Tyson Badgett is the most hilarious one. Though. Have you heard about this guy's dad? No. So Tyson Badgett's dad is a 28-time world champion arm wrestler. What? This dude is like 6'5", 260. He looks like a WWF superstar. And his son was like highly recruited out of high school but wanted to stay close to home, so he went to Shepherdson or Shepherdtown or something like that, a D2 school in West Virginia. And now all of a sudden here he is. He's the starting quarterback for the the Chicago Bears. So, by the way, I apologize. Last night I told you that the Bears were going to win. Nailed that one. I said take the over. That didn't even come close. <laughs> this was 
Take away the the non uh, offensive touchdowns in this thing. There was like 15 total points in this game last night on Thursday Night Football. So uh, certainly uh, no bueno. Uh, <laughs> let's talk some um, Grizz athletics here. First yes, of please. all, um, the Grizz a little ba- brighter than the Giants landscape. Man, yeah, maybe uh, Grizz basketball team. They play at Oregon tonight. That game tips here in about an hour and a half. It's going to be. Uh, a stark learning curve. I don't know if we're going to know anything about the Grizz, even though they opened earlier this week against Northwest Indian, and now they play against the Ducks at Matthew Knight Arena. Neither one is like a litmus test. It's like one or the other. It's just a gigantic gap between Huge gap. the tests. There's no happy medium, like either which way, because uh, yeah, there's no way to gauge who the Grizz are in, in Grizz basketball, mind you, um, going forward with your first, with those two opponents. Like there's just no way to really gauge or or set a metric uh, 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 to gauge. So yeah, I don't I, I don't like that. I don't like it. Yeah, me neither. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, this Grizz team is going to take a little while to coalesce because they certainly have a lot of new faces. New pieces, yeah. Uh, Money Williams, the freshman out of Oakland, is uh, certainly a highly regarded guy. I mean, the the guys within the program have said multiple times they think he is among, if not the most talented freshman that this coaching staff has brought in, and they they brought in some really good ones before. So he'll be one to watch for sure. Uh, They do have some uh, returning uh, senior talent on and Moody. One of the headlining returners in the Big Sky Conference. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Thomas uh, is a senior now, a former transfer from Colorado State. So he's got uh, some some talent and some experience. Josh Vasquez, his eligibility seems to never end as well. So he's back uh, yet again for the Grizz. Uh, but then I think it's going to come down to you know the development of Lalu Oke, who came on a little bit as sort of a dirty work type guy, you know, rebounder, screener, physical defense, all that stuff, maybe a little bit of rim protection. He came on a little bit last year. Can he take the next step? Tejon Sawyer, the big junior college transfer that they brought in, uh, he's a big body. Can, can he adjust to the the, the uh, rigors of the D1 game? We'll see. So, I don't know, what do you want to see out of this Grizz team? I mean, they, they've been, they, they had this crazy start, uh, Coach DeCure's first several years at the helm, playing back-to-back Big Sky Championship games, then won back-to-back Big Sky Tournaments. And then we're right there, and then they've kind of fallen back. They're still better than most of the teams in the league, but they're certainly not. They have not been the premier team in the league the last three years. They have not been that aesthetically pleasing to watch. So uh, I don't know. I, I if Money Williams is as advertised, that could be a jolt of energy for the program. And and Anand Moody's a guy that's a, a fan favorite, but he also needs some help because he can't really. Can't really create his own shot. He's an off-the-ball type player. He's a great off-the-ball scorer, but he's not doesn't really create for anybody himself or teammates included. Yeah, it kind of goes in, doesn't come out. He's, he, he reminds me of a, a very, very, very poor man's Carmelo Anthony in the Whoa. sense that he needs to have the ball in order to be effective, but doesn't necessarily make everyone else around him better. Yeah. Individually, one-on-one, I like the game, but I'm not sure how it translates and meshes well with a team game. you got to be able to kick it out and do some other things. I think all of these moving pieces, there's going to be some lumps, Coulter. Like, there's going to sure. be some some lumps. That's everybody in the big sky, too, though. I mean, that's This is true. That's, that's what Coach Takira said. That's what other coaches in the league have said, too, is that, hey— we just got to figure out how to navigate these first two months. Because, yeah. I mean, the league was decimated by the transfer portal. All the premier players in the conference See besides Ana Moody left. Ana Moody at Montana, Dylan Jones at Weaver. That's it. Yep. Everybody else is gone. So, uh, I think it's going to be work in progress across the conference. I think so, too. And I also, I just kind of want to back the card up a little bit as well. I think it's, it's, it's Coach DeCure also has a, and his staff have a, and have a tough, not that they have a tough time. I think selling basketball 
to people outside of the state of Montana is hard. Like that's a hard recruitment here, in in the realm of um, when you're looking at somewhere the top tier basketball uh, players are coming from, sans the top level of D1 schools, it's hard getting those guys to get here. Like you're li- you're leaving some really creature comf- uh, comforts of being home or being in inner cities and coming here. That's hard. So like to try to gel and 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 get guys to get here to have three four year stints is tough. It's very tough. And then you throw in the transfer portal and all the things that come up with that, man. Like, Montana basketball, I think Big Sky basketball right now is in a kind of a state of limbo. For sure, man. Because here's the thing is you used to be able to sell the the raucous environments. I think you can still sell that because I I do think that if the Grizz get rolling a little bit, they'll still draw well and better than a lot of other comparable mid-majors. Agreed. Also, the fact that, you know, I think the Grizz basketball program hit hit a – uh, difficult time in recruiting because the pandemic was a detrimental effect on all levels Truth. of sports across Absolutely. across the board. But I do think that it affected Grizz basketball as much as any single program in the conference because of the way that they recruit. I mean, they have African-American head coach that recruits from the Seattle-Tacoma area and the Oakland area. Mm-hmm. To get guys to leave their, their comforts that you're talking about, you bring them to Missoula. If you can be out and about and live in life in Missoula, then those it's guys, great. they can be part of the community. And they, but if like, you live here and you're in quarantine for two right, years, right. like, kind of hard to acclimate. Uh, yeah, that's right. Like, and he's, he, Coach Takira has admitted that uh, full front on this show. He said, hey, man, yeah. you know, we bring them here and then, you know, there's fun parties and there's great places to eat and there's cool stuff going on. And then when none of that's happening and you're just getting Jimmy John's hung on your dorm room door. <laughs> I mean, that's a terrible experience. Well, and then, horrible. All, then all of a sudden you're from California and you're like, well, okay, let me get this straight. It's winter for eight and a half months here. Yep. I can't go out and do anything. I have no friends, no girlfriends, no nothing. Yeah, I'm probably going to leave. So yeah. I, I do think that that being back, back to a little bit more normal yes. helps. Uh, helps sh- a little bit. For sure. Helps a little bit. Um, but I do think that what you just said, though, it's not just a Montana problem. It's a big sky problem. It's a Division One basketball problem mm, because unpack that. There's so many. There's so much NIL money at the top level, and there's totally. all, there's also so many false promises. Guys are getting told, "Hey, come here, and you're going to be the man." And then they go there, and they're gonna, they're the ninth man. Yeah, that guy could be playing at Montana, and he's not going to get a bag. He's not going to get a hundred thousand dollars, but he's going to play and be a good player in the mid major level. I mean. There's, I, I won't say names, but there was a, a young man who was going to graduate transfer, and he was thinking about Montana, and then Texas A&M came in the back door and gave him, I mean, Texas Tech, excuse me, and gave him a bunch of NIL money, and then he went there, and he was like the 11th guy, and he hardly even played. If he would have come to Montana, he wouldn't have got the money, but he would have played 30 minutes a game and been a good player in the big sky. So the, the false promises are making it so that there's, all sorts of guys that are in the high major level, they went there because of a false promise and a money and money, and then they're just sitting on the bench when they could be standout players in the big sky. I think it's terrible for mid-major basketball. I think it's horrible. I also think that there's uh, uh, there's so many good players that come out of that mid-major level uh, that if you don't get that concentrated pocket, you're just kind of, and I hate to overuse the word I used moments ago, you're just going to remain in limbo sure. and be the masters of mediocrity. So going back to your original inquiry, Coulter, I just think, Making all these new moving pieces yeah. gel and mesh uh, going forward. It, it's like I said, you're going to take your lumps because, guys, it's such a rhythm trust game yes. um, that until you know how to have that be in the rhythm and trust the guy to your left, to your right, and in front of you against competition, and it's not in practice, it's going to be a, a, a very, uh, it's going to be an uphill battle to start. This will certainly be a test for Montana because, I mean, 
let's be frank. They're going to go to uh, Matthew Knight Arena tonight, and they're they're almost certainly going to get it laid on them by the Oregon Ducks. That's it's pretty much what's going to happen. But there is certain ways you can watch within the game to see. I want to see who's the primary ball handlers. Yeah, who how they handle in the pressure. Because if you can even sort of hang handle on the pressure of Oregon's backcourt. Who are your physical guys? That's true, too. Exactly. Who are you guys that are willing to be physical yep. and, and sell out? Like, we already we know who the handlers are going to be. You know who the shooters are going to be. To me, yep. who are the bangers down yep. low? Like, who are your dudes? Montana at Oregon in men's hoops. Coming up at about 7 o'clock. They're also back home on Sunday against UC Davis. Probably a more apt test yes. for the Grizzlies. We'll talk some Grizz football, some Big Sky football. Could take you home. Keep it right here. Nuwana's out. ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I knew you'd like this one, too. So this is the Q-Man song. My son loves this song. He does. Loves that song, man. And that's actually an interesting branch. Is um, Going back to the, the hip-hop, like if you would take Dre, which we give you so many. Yeah. If you take that group, mm-hmm. that's almost like the East Coast, West Coast version of like Tribe Called Quest. It was like Souls of Mischief, Domino, Del the Funky Homo Sapien, yeah. and all the all those cats. So the whole hieroglyphics crew, man, like that's a great catalog to have as well. You ever listen to Devin the Dude? Dude, come on. <laughs> Don't ask me rhetorical questions. I, I, I was playing Devin the Dude for Andrew and Safford the other week, and these yeah. guys' minds were blown. We were listening to Zelda. <laughs> From the planet <laughs> Beldar. Yes, sir. <laughs> Andrew's like playing it beforehand, you know, quality control, check it. And he's like, what is going on? Like nothing else I've ever heard. And <laughs> Safford's a big Bay Area guy, too. And he was like th- the top of his mind exploded. He'd never heard it before. Yeah, that's it's good stuff, man. Listen to that. Another unsung hero that I think For can sure. in the same. Jay Dilla. Like, yeah. listen, uh, like, Jay Dilla's legit. Like, if you don't know who Jay Dilla is and you're a hip-hop fan, shame on you. Go check it out. <laughs> Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. I'm Colter Nuwana's. He's Rajim Seabrook. He's Andrew Houghton. If hey. you missed anything in the show, you can find it on the Nuwana's Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Just a couple... Uh, Minutes left. No uh, home football game in Missoula. There's a home football game in Bozeman, so I'm beating feet that way. I was thinking about going to Portland, but it's just a little bit too 
uh, too tight of a turnaround. And more than anything, my, one of my best friends lives out there, and usually I have a place to stay. But he's like, bro, we're remodeling our basement, and if you come through, my wife's going to kill me. So <laughs> I've been uninvited. So I'm going the other way, going to Bozeman to watch Senior Day over there for Montana State as they host Eastern Washington. The Grizz are in the City of Roses taking on Portland State. What do we think of this one? I mean, the pundits and the... Uh, the paranoid fans want to say, ooh, trap game, can't can't go out to Portland and lose with the Bobcat game on the horizon. I don't buy that. I don't think this is a trap game. I think that Montana's rolling right now. I think they're going to go get it done in, in uh, Portland. I don't think this is a trap game. This is a this is a tune game. Yeah. Like, tune up, maybe rest some of your guys, like, get up ahead early, rest some of your guys so you can start, you know, preparing for the brawl of the wild next week. Don't overlook, don't underestimate. Go in and do what you need to do and do it well and then get out of there safe. Um, Portland State's no slouch, though. The they Portland win. is good. They got good talent. They do, and they have a very checkered uh, uh, um, win-loss. Like, they, they win, they lose, they lose, they win. It's like every other game is sure. win-loss, win-loss. So you don't know who's going to show up this Saturday, but I do know the Grizz are going to show up and they're not going to sit down. So I like, let's go. I like the tune-up element, too, because Portland yes. State, the way that they run the ball is different than what Montana State does, but they still do have... A multifaceted run game. Yes, they do. Portland State's going to run at least three different running backs who are all high quality. The Mallory kid is really good. If, Very good. If uh, Quincy Craig's back, he's one of the best in the league. And Andrew Van Buren's like the big bowling ball running back. Dante Sachere is really good with the ball in his hands. He's a super skilled quarterback. So, uh, you know, there's some translatable elements there. They do it differently. It's a lot more zone read, inside zone type stuff. The Bobcats yep, are a lot more yep. outside yep. and RPO yep. stuff. But still... I mean, the Grizz defense is the number one rush defense in the conference, but they have to play the top two rush offenses in the conference the next two weeks, so it's, it's put-up-or-shut-up time for the Grizz D. Hey, got to get it done. I like that. Put-up-or-shut-up, do-or-die. Let's go. The other fun storyline in this one is that you got father-son, father-son on both sides. Bruce Barnum's Truth. son, Cooper, plays for the Grizzlies, and Bobby Houck's son, Robbie, coaches at Portland State. Coach Barnum said earlier this week on the show that uh, Robbie's been running the scout team. <laughs> I do think it's a little bit of an, uh, an advantage for for Portland State just because who knows the Grizz defensive scheme better than Robbie Houck? I mean, he's a four-year starter, so he can break it down and teach teach the uh, offense where to attack it. Well, and, and vice versa, because sure. as you also know what they're going to run offensively from you know playing that deep safety position. Like He gives so many different keys uh, 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 to the kingdom, so to say, for, for, for Coach Barnum. But you already know Bobby's not being usurped by his son. That's going to be an interesting dinner conversation come Thanksgiving, brother. Watch out. <laughs> As Bobby Elk said, too, Cooper Barnum's not going to be, uh, or Bruce Barnum's not going to want Cooper coming home for Thanksgiving and talking a bunch of smack. So uh, some inside the family type of uh, <laughs> back and forth within this uh, upcoming Big Sky weekend. Well, we only got a minute left, but uh, thanks for rocking with us all the way to this point. Next week is the culmination of everything. I know that there's still plenty of playoff football coming down the pipe for both the Montana schools, but we certainly look forward to the upcoming week uh, as much as any week within the year. It's uh, always a wonderful time to uh, watch so many different things culminate. I can't tell you how thankful I am for all the people that help out and contribute uh, to helping build this uh, media content machine that we've got rolling here between ESPN Radio and Skyline Sports. And uh, we got so many fun things for you coming up next week. I'm still working on confirming all of our various guests, but uh, we'll have a full slate for you on Monday. We got 
Grizz Hockey coming up later on this evening. Puck drops at 8.30 at the Glacier Ice Rink. You can find all the action right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio and the ESPN MT app. Next time we see you, it's Rivalry Week. I can't wait. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. Freestyle Friday, folks. Let's go. For Rajim Seabrook, I'm Coulter Nuanez. And for Andrew Houghton, we'll see you on Monday. And when we see you again, the rivalry coming down the pipe. Have a great weekend. Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.